That's in my porn version oh, of the Matrix. Okay. Okay. The Matrix loaded. <laughs> to Franchise Fridays on Mike and Anthony's Soda Pop Culture Club. Me, along with my co-host, Antoine. Time to reload. That's all I got for this. Take a look. <laughs> Take, yeah, I gotta reload. Take a look at a popular franchise over the next few weeks. For this one, we are looking at probably the most mind-bending one of all. It has a new sequel dropping on 12-22. We are doing The Matrix. Reload. But today, more specifically, since we've Yes. Yes. Reloaded. <laughs> 2003. Loaded. Are, yeah. Are, what? Uh, huh? Anything else you got to say about? Yes. Anything we else got, you got to say about that? Yes. First, our first installment, we had to answer the question, "What is the Matrix?" Second installment, we have to answer the question, "What does two albino Rastafarians look like?" Who knows what's going to happen in the next <laughs> one? I don't know. But we have our core cast: Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Lawrence Fishburne. Hugo Weaving, we've got some new additions, including Jada Pinkett-Smith, Lambert Wilson, Monica Bellucci, and several others. Yeah. Let's get into some shit. Yeah, just... Point, click, and shift. Matrix Reloaded, that's some... Yeah, point... That's, this definitely is... It is a sequel. So are you ready to guess some shit about this sequel? Uh, sure. There you go. All right. Squish, you like that, don't you? I love it. So, now, this is The Matrix. What do you think a Matrix movie budget is? Um, hmm. I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't remember the budget of the first one. Um, but... A- $85 million. Was it 85 Okay. I'm just going to assume this is more. Uh, how about 110 you're a little light. This one was a hundred and fifty million. Oh shit! Okay, big budget. You got more actors. This is before Fast and Furious big budgets. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. What do you think it grossed in the theaters on that one hundred and fifty million bucks? Ah, uh, let's see, six hundred and twenty-five million. You are light, man. You are light. $739.4 So this wasn't quite a billion-dollar movie. It is a billion-dollar franchise, of course. Well, over a billion. But yeah. it's not, yeah, it's not a billion-dollar-per-movie type of franchise. But, you know, that's pretty respectable, right? That's it made bad. good money. It that's made good point. money. Um, I think it did that well because of how good the first one was. I think the third one, when we go into that one, you're going to find that it does not age as well. Yeah. After this one, in my opinion. Um, but th- but speaking of all that, here's your favorite part. What do you think critics thought of the second installment? 73. Wow. Are, are you cheating? No. Is it? Are you cheating here? I'm not cheating. It's not 73. Okay. 
Actually, it is 73. Is it? Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Got my group yes. back. Oh. I'm yeah, not kidding. Well, I don't know how you guess. I guess you're, I could see your logic, though, that you could say, well, it it's liked, but not quite as well as the first one, but it's still liked. So that is kind of that middle ground there. So what do you now, now knowing what the critics think, what do you think the audience is? I'm going to say 84. This is how I know you're not cheating. It's exactly the same. It's 73. Is it? So, okay. eh, it's fine. So there you go. So that's how I know you're not cheating. So I'm not cheating. Oh yeah. Um, didn't I say something about a t-shirt giveaway? If you get one, right. I don't know. Did I say something about that? You might have actually. <laughs> I might have. So, hey, if hey, hey, the first person to email us at uh, Mike and Anthony at sodapopcultureclub.com um, and references this, yeah, we'll yes. send you something. Subject, subject um, line, Anthony did not uh, cheat. Anthony did not cheat. <laughs> and, no, actually, subject line, Anthony has a small penis, and I'll probably read it. There you go. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, so, I want to read you some reviews. Subject line. Of what? Yes, Mike has no penis. We'll send you two shirts. Oh, ooh, ooh, such a such a strong somebody, comeback. Somebody's gonna be like, I'm gonna send in one e- email for each and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, see what happens. Um, so I've got you a positive review by Mich- Sarah Michelle Fetters of MovieFreak.com. She says a smorgasbord of speed, noise, exhilaration, violence, and unmitigated. How did they do that? Glee. This might be the car chase to end all car chases, even with the supremely cheesy techno music. Little did she know the whole franchise of Fast and Furious was saying, hold my beer at this time. Yes, exactly. (laughs) No clue. All right. I'll tell you, I want to know, too, at what point in her career did she start going by Sarah Michelle? I don't know. You're right. I want to know. This is is like from 2000. This is. is, When did you start including your middle name? When someone else got that famous, so people look at it and go, Sarah Michelle, and then, you know. That's what I'm thinking. Fetters. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so this guy, uh, Jeff Pavere, like not, not to be. <laughs> Fetters. That's ah, what Brittany true. used to call him in Jeff bed. Jeff Pavere. <laughs> hey, Fetters. Um, give me a smorgasbord. Um, Jeff Pavere of the Toronto Star, in his negative review, says while it is both night while it is both naive and unfair to expect lightning to strike terrain this fertile twice the most distress- distressing thing about the reloading of the matrix is just how much it feels like the phantom menace so wow yeah so he came hard with that he came hard with that man he was like yeah this is like the phantom menace <laughs> not cool Six months after the events of the Matrix, Neo and Trinity are now romantically involved. That means Morpheus receives a message from Captain. That means they're fucking. <laughs> I don't think they are yet. <clears throat> I choose to believe that. Morpheus no, receives are. a message from Captain it Niobe of the. It shows them fucking. <laughs> Do they have condoms now? Because, <laughs> I mean, can they produce those? Uh, <laughs> I, d- I wonder I, I'm serious I don't know but let me finish my I, thing I, I'm sure there's condoms in the matrix but is there an outside of the matrix because I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'll, gonna assume here, 
that when this the war intestines started, of the dead. Now, when this war started, the machines blew up the Trojan factory. I'm just going to assume that because there's only one city left. <laughs> so anyway, um, Morpheus receives a message from Captain Niobe of the Lagos calling an emergency meeting of all ships of Zion. Zion has confirmed the last transmission of the or or Osiris, an army of sentinels is tunneling towards Zion and will reach it within 72 hours. Commander Locke orders all ships to return to Zion to prepare for the onslaught. But Morpheus asks one ship to remain to contact the Oracle as the, I don't know how to spell this. Caduceus. Caduceus. I just call it Caduceus. Caduceus receives a message Message from the Oracle, one of the Caduceus crew, Bane, encounters Smith, who reveals that his previous encounter with Neo severed his connection with the Matrix and has made him a rogue program, then absorbs his avatar. Smith then uses the phone line to leave the Matrix and gain control of Bane's real body. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Got inside Yes. Him. So, <laughs> I got all up inside you. With no condom, because they don't make a man more. <laughs> no, well, like I told you, I was going to say, they probably use the intestines of the dead. Kind of like how you can use, you know, or the skin of dead people. For condoms? I, yeah. I mean, if it were me, you could turn it, you can leather human skin and turn it into a very uncomfortable condom. Um, or a dam. Maybe a dam. So, in reality, then, you are actually fucking a dead person. Wow. You're inside yeah. a dead person while you're fucking a live person. <laughs> Yeah, that that is a three way I am just not interested in. Wow. Or Zion. Well, let's not. Let's, we're jumping ahead, but when it the comes Matrix to opening up a movie, now great. <laughs> when it comes to opening a movie, this one has crazy ass action scene opening the movie. But we find out it's just a dream. But damn, do they just they hit you right in the face with it right away? It's like a Bond movie. You know, how you get the little teaser, kind of get the. Yeah. The dessert they know how to a dream. little bit early. That's kind of what they gave us on this one. It's not a dream, though. It's the future. It's a premonition. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So let's talk about this movie. I mean, I have a lot of notes that I've put on here. But um, but really, this, this movie is different than the last one. It's kind of like they're telling two yeah. stories at once, right? Yeah. This is where um, they expand the dis- I mean, we've got what happens in the first one, which is kind of its own story. Yeah. Going on yeah, now. it, it like, could have ended there. Now we've got the whole world is opened up. Here we go. New characters. Lots of shit going on. Now we do get Star Wars-y, kind of. I would agree, because you have, and, and you're right, and that's why you got the personal growth of Neo, who doesn't understand his purpose, um, what he's supposed to do. You've got Zion now. The it's like the rebels, right? Like they're mm-hmm. going to be crushed by the the empire. Um, those th- those stories are there, and then you got the love story in between there, and then but then you have that weird outside of those stories is Smith, kind of like now is this rogue agent yeah. who is just angry at everything for some reason, and and is taking it out on Neo for some for freeing him. I don't understand. That's what I don't understand. Neo freed him. I don't. He's still, uh, bad, he's still a bad program, though. I guess. Um, he's designed I mean, um, innately harmful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's how Colonel Sanders made him. Colonel Sanders he made him finger looking good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this whole be- opening of this movie, when we see all this happen, Smith entering the uh, exiting the Matrix. That's what I don't. How does he exit the Matrix? How is he able to go into a person? That's what I want to know. 
I mean, how can you how can Neo do some of the shit he does outside the Matrix? Well, that's that's another question altogether. It's like, is it a matrix within a matrix? Did they create a world kind of like Inception where they have a matrix inside? I think Inception bites on this. But but did they create a world inside a world like 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 really nothing is real to the people who are in this? They still aren't freed from what this is like like they're all still in the matrix. See, that's where I feel like this kind of movie needs like uh, Cliff's Notes companion book with it (laughs) for some of the stuff. Yes. 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 It, yes, it does. Um, I, I think, you know, the, cause I, I, like I said, there's the, the, the different stories and there's that it needs companions because there's like so many stories. And like I said, there's the action part of it, which seems to be like the set pieces. Like you have all this stuff that has to go on, but then you have these insane action stunts. And I think try to, that they try to shoehorn in to keep people interested. I feel that's the way it is. Like, I don't feel sometimes that they need them all. Yeah. Um, to the degree that they do them, you know, like to that degree, it's like they say, OK, um, he meets this Smith now. Let's have an insane fight, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think um, like so for me, I do enjoy this whole trilogy. But yeah, it's like there's there's stuff you could do without. Yeah, I guess. And it's there is especially when you're talking about two plus hours for each movie. Like. There's some things oh. you don't you don't need as much of. And it does get to that point. It's like, you've got all this stuff to include, which I think does oversaturate it. And I know some people just love it because they want to see nonstop. Yeah. All that stuff going on. But it's like, when you combine that with, again, you know, the first time you watch this, it gets fucking confusing at points, you know, like, so what the hell, yeah. you know, and there's just like so many things explained that it's like, okay, you have to almost just take a pause chug a beer, calm down. Yeah. Get back in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of what, but I think that's kind of nice that when we go back and watch this now, yeah, we then take that step back. And a lot of the things that just are there, like to me, that's what, that's what I think you hit it. The, the story of the matrix, um, when it comes to the actual matrix in the, in the movie and Neo's purpose is understood more the second time you watch it. And you take all the other stuff at face value, right? The things coming down to kill Zion, all that action at face value, but then try to understand Neo's thing when, you know, and when he goes to meet the architect and the reasons he has to do all the things he has to do, that is outside of all that other stuff. That stuff is happening because that's the way it that's is what's going on. But right, that's yeah. the story. That's yeah. Yeah. His story is the most confusing part. And that's the part you should just focus on and let that other shit just happen on the screen. Yes. Because that's, we're on that's chapter kind of how six. I would say we're on chapter six now. Yeah. Of the little Neo yeah. that could. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but what makes this movie, I think what makes this movie drag a little bit, in my opinion. And like I said, you want to let some of these things happen. That's why what makes it drag is when they get back to Zion and they have the, uh, the, the politics enter it. Right. And that Star bullshit, Wars-y. that's yeah. the part that, yeah, very like, like, oh, man, I, I like this because I didn't have that. I liked it because I was outside of that type of yeah. bullshit. Like, politics didn't enter into the equation of, we got to kill the fucking machines at whatever cost. Right. It just and, didn't enter. And there's a couple things here. This is what, you know, lessens it for me. First, Morpheus from, you know, in in the first Matrix, he's like the shit. 
And then yeah. this one, I mean, he does do his like jungle dance, shout out revival, pump up the crowd, all that stuff to everybody. Yeah, that's in the next section. But yes, you're and right. And then, but the, but it's like, but Morpheus is like, where does he rank? <laughs> like, out of everybody, you know what I mean? It's like he has to answer um, to he's... council, and so it's like you're. To me, it changes the dynamic of. He's Morpheus. a little. It does. It does, but he's just a ship captain. But the thing I is, is, I feel, and I have a note here, Morpheus is selling a religion and a messiah, so it's almost like he's a prophet. Right. Like, And I think that's where he lies somewhere between a religious figure and an actual person in the military. You know, And, and that's why all these people worship Neo. And, and it, rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, he's fucking amazing. I, <laughs> I mean, but yeah. I'm just wondering, like, if I would have liked that better if Morpheus had actually been part of the council. Oh, yeah. Like, but yeah. Like, choose, but he, he captained his own ship. He chooses to captain his ships. Yeah. That's kind of how I think. I, I agree. That would have made more sense, in my opinion. That would have made a lot more that sense. That would help because he would have more pull at that point with the council. Oh, yeah. You, get, you know what I mean? You like, get what he wants done. Like, he should be more of a, like, a Yoda. He yeah, Neo, yeah. But he's also he part of the council. If we're going to go Star Wars with this, like they did in a lot of ways, have him be part of the council. Yeah, he is kind of Yoda. You're right. <laughs> he's not kind of. He is Yoda. He is. Um. So yes, that's. Do you want to read? You you want to read that next section, I'd man? Love to. All right. So, in Zion, Morpheus announces the news of the advancing machines to the people. In the Matrix, Neo meets the Oracle's bodyguard, Ser- Seraph. Who leads him to her? So first of all, when we first see Seraph, I gotta say, I'm like, is that Salt Bay? So I see him with the glasses. <laughs> I was like, is that Salt Bay? Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell? Um, it wasn't so, a thing back then. <laughs> I know. Uh, after re- is that where Salt Bay got his look? Who knows? After realizing that the Oracle is uh, part of the Matrix, Neo asks how he can trust her. She replies that this is his decision. The Oracle instructs Neo to reach the source of the Matrix with the help of the Keymaker. As the Oracle departs, Smith appears, telling Neo that after being defeated, he refused to be deleted. You can defeat me, but you can't delete me. Um, And is now a rogue program. He demonstrates his ability to clone himself using other inhabitants of the Matrix, including other agents as hosts. He then tries to absorb Neo, but fails, prompting a battle between Smith's clones and Neo. Neo manages to defend himself, but is forced to retreat from the increasingly overwhelming numbers because he is multiplying like gremlins when they get wet. Yeah, he's a wet gremlin. That dude is. He is like <laughs> baby's kid. But um, but like you're talking about Morpheus. I have Morpheus the hype man. That's what he is. He's yeah. like he's like, hey, um, we're gonna die in seventy two hours, but tonight let's party and fuck. That's pretty much yeah. what he's like. Let's make noise and let everybody know we're not intimidated, you know? Uh, and basically, they have a big, giant doom rave, is what I call it. Yeah. Like, it's a big fucking rave where everybody's dance around in very sexually explicit manners. Did you notice very that? Very much, yes. It's like when the hydraulics go off on the plane, everybody just starts whipping it out and beating it. Then all of a sudden, the hydraulics kick on. <laughs> plane right itself. But um, did did we did we need a Neo and Trinity sex scene? No, I was gonna. So that's and, and I, I'm like I don't. Go think ahead. We, I don't think we needed any sex scenes in this. 
And I'm not against sexy. It's okay. That's trust me. I'm okay with that. But like, why? It it did just kind of seem like, yeah, it's one of those where do we need that? Like, you just kind of think you could apply it. You could apply it, but also it's like, don't you have more important shit going on right now? Yeah, I agree. Like, but the thing is, is I think they could have shown them going to bed together, but not show as much. And then later on, when they maybe when he wake, he could be wake woken up by that dream he has, rather than it being during their sex that he has the Trinity Death Vision. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like they could have done that in a way that it didn't have to be so weird. Yeah, <laughs> like they could have done that. But you know, he does wake up in the middle of the night and get out there and i was wondering how do they do a day night cycle in zion since it's in the earth like how do they know when daytime do they have do they have a universal bedtime that they tell they everyone clocks. it's bedtime let's go now you yeah you what? have clocks but so i guess the concept of day and night isn't there turn the lights on turn them off that's what you do i mean what do you do in alaska what the hell um you know one thing i guess <laughs> here i i i guess if i think about it it's like Neo has never had sex outside of the Matrix until now. So maybe, you know, oh yeah, show that, you know, I guess. Yeah, but since he's never... So here's my... Okay, since we're here, I was going to ask you these questions. So one, since he's... He obviously may have had sex in the Matrix. So does that mean when he's outside the Matrix, it'll feel the same? I don't know. Or is it going to be different and he'll be like... It'll be like his first time, he'd be like a two-pump chump. Now and he'll be done. That's a good question. Like, but here's the other thing: Did he ever have sex in the Matrix? Because in the Matrix, he was holed up, writing viruses and shit. Kept good him question. Cold. Good question. Yeah, now, true. but here's what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> so, if you were him, why wouldn't you just want someone to put you and her in the construct, maybe with a third partner, and like have a virtual three way? You don't have to. You know, you can have all the fun, but none of the juices and all the weirdness going on none of the juices like you can wow do... yeah you know oh okay you know how you are you're very weird like and don't like wow. the dirtiness of of everything wow. so, so <laughs> i'm saying that you get to have a clean sexual experience in a in a virtual world that when you're done you just you just it's like waking up they just unjack you ironically and <laughs> you're done <laughs> and you're done so would you want that would you want would you want to have sex in the construct rather than in real life because you can get everything without any of the other parts of the other. Oh my God, dude. Keep going. Like, like, you know, like you don't have like, like you're not going to be like, you're not going to get, uh, get out of the, of the construct and be like, like have to take a shower. You're, you know, it's just like, you, you don't have, maybe you're not hungry for that sandwich or whatever. You just, you know, that's the best part, man. The sandwich. What are you talking about? I'm just kidding. That's not the best part. That's not the best part. Um, so, but would you want? Would you want that? No, fake sex with no I can't sandwich. Can't hear you. No, fake sex with no sandwich. Oh, it's fun about that. I would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You I think. Would. I don't know. Yeah. I think. I. Think it would be. The, it's the. It's the best. You would, because of the laziness factor. Oh yeah, you got that like, right, man. I don't have to. I don't need any tissues, nothing. <laughs> Here's the thing. But you also get to be your residual self-image. Maybe your residual self-image is you as Ryan Reynolds. Hey, I got 
wait a second. Now we're really getting. So you're this. Ryan Reynolds. You know what? This I, I first of all, I, I don't. This was not supposed to go down this rabbit hole, but whatever. If you have sex in the matrix, <laughs> is it like a wet dream? Do you still nut in your underwear? Oh now, gosh, the because, questions you got to ask the Wachowski because listen, sisters. Because listen, when you get the shit beat out of you in the matrix, you're still coughing up blood in real life. So what about that? Hmm. Is oh, there you're right? It might be a mess. Yeah, <laughs> it might be a messy awakening. Is there ejaculate? <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't know. It's just like if you eat something that gives you diarrhea. Do you? You know. Yeah. Good questions. Oh, yeah. Good questions. <laughs> Lesson to everyone: Do not go to Taco Tuesday in the Matrix, because then you're just gonna be laying there shitting yourself. Yeah. Not a damn thing you can do about it. Because you got not a, a damn thing. Got a big um, alien penis shoved in the back of your neck. The whole time. <laughs> now I want, we can move on now, I guess. Yeah, please, um, please. So we get a, we get a call back to the kid in the Oracle's room. Cause he gets that spoon um, right before he's about to go see the Oracle. Cause yep. they, you know, they finally get their message. But what I want to know when he gets out of there and he meets the Seraph guy, he's seeing everything in code. So is, is, is uh, Neil always seeing in code or can he switch it on and off? I wonder like, where he can see code or he can see it you know, as it is. You know what? I actually don't know. And I wonder more, is it like he still can't control it? Sometimes he does. Mm. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And cause again, we we'll get to this one, but you know, with what happens to him in the third one, it's like, yeah, I think there's things that, like that maybe he, he can't control. Like some stuff just happens because I don't think he's doing that on purpose. Just the way I saw it. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. So it's a question that I cannot answer, basically. I do like the I do like the concept of the back doors. Um that I know you like do. Are shortcuts through the matrix. Oh, those. Yeah. Not that kind. The shortcuts. <laughs> but what we learn in this is that the Oracle is just another machine or another program. Mm -hmm. Uh pretty much. And it makes me wonder how these programs work, although I and here's what puts this movie in the confusing loop. The architect, which we're going to talk about later, but he kind of explains who she is. And it kind of makes you feel like her purpose is to do what she's exactly doing right there. Like mm -hmm. like there's nothing else she could do and there's nothing prophetic about what she tells him. She tells him exactly what he's supposed to do to get to the point where he ends up. Mm -hmm. So it makes me think that she's not really that special of a program now. It's like, don't know. Like, yes, she can tell what's going to happen to some people, but at the same time, what she tells them is, you know, exactly what she's supposed to. So I, that's why I'm like, is the Oracle just really not that big of a deal now? Like, it's just like, oh, we're going to see the Oracle. Then you find out later on, it's like, yeah, I saw the Oracle. I was supposed to. <laughs> Told me exactly what I needed to hear good pep talk yeah um yes the oracle let's just but, say what i do the oracle is a pep talk program how about that yeah it's a pep talk <laughs> it's it's to it's to lead that one program that one person to the certain a certain uh situation and that's what happens now um what do you think about um her talking about like how there's all the programs that are rogue and it seemed to me she was describing monsters like like werewolves and vampires mm -hmm. like as 
rogue programs. Yeah. And when you say you hear a ghost story, like I'm like, oh, is that is that where that all comes from? Is that like that's like it's crazy glitch in the system. I, I it's just it's programs fucking with humans. Yeah. <laughs> that's where all this comes from. Yeah. Yeah. It's now gets a little weird there when she tells when she tells him who to see. How many times did you fuck up the key master thing or key maker thing? Pardon me. I just fucked it up again. The key maker. How many times did you think he, the looking for the key master? Yes. <laughs> like Ghostbusters. Many times. <laughs> like Ozer. <laughs> I still don't know if I can distinguish between the two and call him the key maker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, it, it kept messing me up. Although, and he is short like Rick Moranis, you know? Yeah. So, Kinda, but not as weird. Yeah, he's, he's a very useful, actually. Very stereotypical keymaker. So you think the keymaker is going to be some little yeah. old dude making keys, and that's what he is—he's a little dude that makes keys. It's like you know what this is. It just reminds me of. It's like when I play the of game like Skyrim or something like you know, and I have to go find a certain person. It's like this feels like one of those role playing games. Like uh, I got to go yeah. find the keymaker so that I can get to the next level. Unfortunately, like, that's really what it is. It's like a video game mess. Castle. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she leaves and then Smith shows up and that's when we get probably one of those ridiculously epic battles. Yeah. Um, great action sequences. Um, it was it was. Uh, and I like some of the they have some humor there, like with Smith. It's like me, 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 you know, like yeah. the whole. Like, it was pretty good. It was. Um, it kind of, you have to have the epic fight scenes, but it goes back to the first one. I'm like, nothing's going to happen. You're just going to keep kicking the shit out of each other. Nothing's going to happen. Because though. he's not real. He's not real. It's not really doing he, anything. He's not, he, can't, he obviously can't be killed. If you couldn't kill him, um, when you went into him, exploded him, you just turned yeah. him into a rogue program. You, obviously, you can't kill this thing. And And actually what we learn is that a piece of each of them are in each other, I think hmm. um, like whatever that code is. So that's kind of why he can sense him around when he is because he's there. Uh, but Neo's just doing crazy shit. It, I will say this is the fight. Like if you were like a person wanting to see a super per, uh, superhero flex a lot of their powers and see what they can do, they kind of do that in this scene where okay, he's yeah. just, you know, just, twisting in the air in weird ways and you know just <laughs> doing some strange shit like on one leg on he, well, he does a lot of stuff the, and that's where you need to the, yeah that's because that's what people want to see after the first matrix to this one what can he do now you know what i mean yeah yeah he what does some trip? crazy shit there the only thing i will say that bothered me was when he when he does the one thing that all the agents can't do is fly away yeah the cgi of it yeah. Even some of the CGI during the fight was a little sloppy. A little bit. And but for the time, I get it. Right. Now it's would be better. Yeah, now it'd be better. But but yeah, it was uh, it wasn't as tight as you'd like. And I think that to me was a detractor on the movie even back then for me. Yeah. When I watched it, like why I wasn't as high on it as the original Matrix because the original Matrix is more practical and less CGI. So which makes yeah, me definitely. wonder what they're going to do with the fourth one now. What we're gonna see? I think more practical, but well, with the way it is, it's gonna be shot like a Marvel movie, you know, or a Fast and Furious. 
200 something million dollars and the the best shit that you can do that's what's going to be that's that's how they make them all right are you ready uh um, it's my turn right is it sure is it yeah it's, it's my turn it's my turn yeah oh yeah it is go ahead <laughs> i'll let you go neo morph yeah it is neo go, go. <laughs> right neo morph hey are we recording are we good did you hit the record yes. button good job okay go all right, start again. Come Neo, on. Morpheus, and Trinity. Visit them. <laughs> Who's wasting whose time now? Uh, Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity visit the Merovingian who is imprisoning the Keymaker. The Merovingian, a rogue program with his own agenda, refuses to let him go. His wife, Persephone, seeking revenge on her husband for his infidelity, leads the trio to the Keymaker. Morpheus, Trinity, and the Keymaker flee while Neo holds off the Merovingian's henchmen. Morpheus and Trinity try to escape with the Keymaker pursued by several agents and the Merovingian's chief henchmen, the Twins. After a long chase, Trinity escapes, Morpheus defeats the Twins, and Neo saves Morpheus and the Keymaker from Agent Johnson. All right. That, there's a lot that happens in there, um, but most of it's all action-y, action-action, right? Although... Yes, big action scenes there. There is some fun stuff there. Uh, we also see more of the mundane political. They show they clip back to Zion, but you know that's the thing. That's not as important as this part of the story. So it's like we just don't give a shit. They 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 clip back to it and like, why is he away? We should go send a ship to go make sure he's okay and all that stuff. And you know, but it's pointless. The, the whole Zion thing. They should just they should have just left that part out until later. They could have just cut those scenes and made this I'll a short movie. Pointless Captain Nutsucker thinking that risking one ship isn't worth it. It's like keeping all your ships isn't going to be worth it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're going to die either way. Like, so yeah. they got to <laughs> so just gotta try something. <laughs> but no, yes, it's more important here because we want to see why Trinity shouldn't get on the freeway. And we find out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, the Merovingian goes into this big thing, but ultimately he says, you don't know why you're here. And I think Neo knew why. I think Neo knew why he was there. I don't know why he didn't say it. He says, he should have said, because I'm going to the source. I don't know why he wouldn't say that and say, I know why I'm here. These people can't do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go to the source. That's why I want him. Give me, give me the guy. Keep it of course, I don't think that. the Merovingian wanted him to do that. Yeah, I get. Yeah. Don't show him your Keep hand. Keep it close. Definitely. So now when he's talking about choice and why and what you do he then goes into the orgasm cake yes that has to be the weirdest thing like is it just a cake with a certain code in it that makes that program because that's all that thing is is just a program unless it's a person i don't know unless it's a one of the batteries you know yeah like like and it it excites them i think that's pretty interesting i i want to meet the chef okay can i tell you what that scene was missing what was it missing? Would have been the greatest thing in the world. The old lady from when I know what you're going to say. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> I'll have what she's having. I was going to say, I know what you're about that to say. That would have been great. <laughs> One of the greatest lines ever delivered. That's the only line she ever delivered in a movie, and that's Rob Reiner's mother. But we'll talk about that in that episode. <laughs> Talking about it now. She should have been in it. Yeah, doing that line yes. and, her, and done it twice and just done that it That would have just been, well, hands down, greatest scene. Um, I get the feeling, though, that the Matrix can be a lot like Jumanji. 
you know yeah. how that world is kind of like there's no like things are happening um because it's like a video game and you can't control all the npcs or non-playable characters like it feels sometimes like it's a like it's that type of world where the things are happening around you regardless and you got to shoehorn into the yeah. way you're supposed to do it Jumanji, and we learn at least you get yeah. three lives though yeah <laughs> Um, but you know, the thing is, is he, uh, the, the thing with the, with the, with this is that the, nah, I can't fucking remember. I was gonna say, fuck it. <laughs> so nope. bad. I had a point about Jumanji, but it went right out the fucking window, but who cares? It's just Jumanji. Exactly. But hey, there's no Kevin cool. Hart. And isn't that a shame? Um, that isn't that a shame. Um, and now, so the, so Persephone after the orgasm cake is a little bit jealous, they think they're not going to get to see the key maker and, you know, Morpheus being the ever prophet he is. He's like, we are still alive. So we still, something's going to happen. And then Persephone shows up and says, I'll take you to him. Cause I'm a jealous bitch, right? Like yeah. or jealous love interest. Not a bitch. She could be a nice person. Although she's not really, is she? She, she basically takes him to the key maker and then kills all the people except one and tells him, go tell him to come here <laughs> so that they have to fight out. Not a very cool thing. Oh, it's even less cool the trade she proposes. Oh, the kiss? You better make out with me right now if you want that key man. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like you don't? all he has to do is kiss her with some passion. It's not like he's fucking her. And you know the key maker is like the 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 key to the savior saving Zion. You even fucking her wouldn't be that bad to 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 get the thing that's gonna save every human being in the world. You now, know, I guess is this because it's in the matrix, it doesn't count anyway. That's right. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. It wasn't me. Never touched my dick. Wasn't me. <laughs> I thought you were in the matrix. Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I just want to know how many of these programs that they have, have these backdoor keys. Did you notice that after this, yeah. it seems like they all have some sort of, um, backdoor keys. So, yeah, I thought that was strange. They're all getting around and everything. Now, Persephone, she mentions the silver bullet thing. Mm-hmm. Were, the, were the programs she shot werewolves? Or cousins of Because werewolves. she said they were... Because she said they're an old, archaic program that it didn't serve the purpose. They were horrible at what they did, but they serve a purpose differently now. Like, the, like it's like... I kind of... Those are the things I want to know. Like, if you're going to world build, let me know more about the world. Don't give me a taste and then go, boom, boom, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get that in the Matrix 5 backstory. Yeah, yeah. Spinoff. Yeah. Um, but the whole, like like I told you, I think the whole reason of these movies is to get to the action set pieces, um, which is where we get to next. So, obviously, they get the Keymaker and then... Merovingian has to show up with his demon twins, or what did you say, Rasta twins? Rastafarian albinos. Rastafarian albinos, yeah. Shows up with them, and um, and Neo um, gets to do his bullet trick again, but even more bullets. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. Did that make you, like, you know, be like, yeah? (laughs) I thought that was... You do. You keep going back and forth like Neo. It's like you see these moments where it's like, yes, that's so badass. And then it's like, wait, why couldn't you do this here? You know? Yeah. Like he has this ability. Like 
in this fight, you see a lot of that, right? He fight does all this fighting, and he can make things go across the room. Right. Like, because you see him reach out and stuff come off the wall to him. And you see him doing a somersault across the room, and it's very elegant and beautifully shot. A great, it's a great shot. Let's put it that right. way. And but why can he like do that to the programs? Is he not able to move them That's across the I'm, room? I'm like, if you can make something come to you, why can't you just get the axes up in the air and chop everybody's head off without and even just yeah, them? make them go, wiggle your fingers yeah. and make it happen. Yeah, like do do whatever it is you do. Like I don't understand. I, maybe maybe that's our un. You know what? We just don't have an understanding of the Matrix like he does, and that's why he has to do what he does. Apparently not. So he does kill all those people in that room, and then the mayor of Engian just is able to leave. But before he leaves, he says, "I have survived all your predecessors," yep. and that makes me go, "Oh, that's the real story. Predecessors? Mm-hmm. Who's the predecessors?" And that's when you start getting that thing, like, "Oh, what does he mean?" How is there more than one of Neo? He's one. How is there more than one of the one? That's some trippy shit. Oh, yeah. But then they cut over what I like. Like, we get another action set piece. Morpheus fighting the uh, twins and helping Trinity uh, get away. Did you notice the car they escaped in? Is a Cadillac similar to the one I had? My, my, oh. uh, yeah, he didn't, the Cadillac CTS. Your it was, it, car. yeah, I didn't know that. I, when I bought it, I didn't think about it, but it was very similar. It was probably a little couple years earlier, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was funny. I liked it uh, getting shot up and everything, <laughs> but you know, they, I was gonna say they, um, they have to run and they're trying to get away. And, and I love that they have to go to the highway because this made me think of another movie. What other movie do they have to at all costs stay off the highway? Clueless. That's right. <laughs> I was like, you ah. get on the freeway. Like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Oh, I was like, oh, trust me. That's who knew when that whole thing, that's the first thing I thought of. What the hell are you yeah. doing? You get on the yeah. freeway. You always told me not to get on the freeway. Yeah. Th- yeah. They, they definitely, they definitely had to, that shit going on. The the freeway. I, I guess the reason they can't be on the freeway is because the agents can inhabit anyone at any time. So that means there's so many cars that yeah. they can just jump to. You're out. But did you notice when they see them there, the agent gets out of the car and they give no shits about anything. He jumps out and just lands on someone's car and explodes it. And he's jump, trying to jump over to get to them. So I guess that's what makes the freeway dangerous. There's just so much shit for them to get you with. It's like frog, um, but you jump yeah. on the cars instead of maneuver away from them. Yeah, I would agree. They just destroy everything. They don't. They don't give a fuck. Um, but it's kind of sad, really. I mean, we get to see the the Rastas give a little bit of a good chase, but eventually Morpheus, you know, does his uh, katana thing where he slices the car in half, pretty much. Yeah, and makes it. And then he explodes them. And I wondered, did they die there? Because these are machines. These are programs. Did those programs die and they go away? I don't know how that works because it's still just code. Right. But you see them like floating away, basically. So that's why I don't know. Are they just out of that action sequence or what? Yeah. Yeah. So yes, that I didn't know. Like, I don't think he really did. He destroy them. Yeah. Because it didn't to me, it didn't seem like he did. Yeah, I just don't know. They like I, just don't know. I don't know how that works. 
but you don't know because you never see him again. So right. there you go. <laughs> so, but um, but the final thing in this scene is where. What's funny is that the the agents are only interested in the keymaster, which I don't understand. It in and I'm going to keep coming back to this when we talk about the architect and the way he explains things. Why would the agents care about the keymaker fulfilling his prophecy if it's supposed to be fulfilled the way it is? You know what I mean? Like, why would they try to get him or kill him or abduct him if his purpose is to get Neo to the place where he makes the choice that he's going to make later? Because I don't understand why they're they're doing that. The agents are rogue now. It's just a rogue program the, that's getting worse and worse. The agents themselves are? So, yeah. You think so? I, I thought the agents were still working for the machines in general. But now that Smith that's is gone... Plot all wonky maybe that affects them yeah um true true um that could be could be like they are where they are, their purpose has changed because of that this is where we need um, the companion book like i said that's where we need the companion book but uh <clears throat> but we do get morpheus fighting the agent on the top of the the tractor trailer he is good morpheus is good but he is not neo good at fighting right. the agents at all not at all like he's not I don't even know if he's good as Trinity after watching her. Like she survives a lot longer than him. She's badass. Um, but what what's the most ridiculous thing? Once again, like I said, I'm going to harp on this. The how the scene ends when when it's every when they take the two tractor trailers and hit each other and explode, and they're in the air. We get some real fast and furious shit out of Neo, and he grabs yeah. him out of the sky. But that that too was some sloppy CGI to me. Like it just didn't look when he was flying up. That it just looked a little off. Like the the quality of the of the work just wasn't there. So it, it really takes that moment and pulls it back down a little bit for me. I don't know about you. I, I think this comes into that bad review that you gave or that you didn't give, but the one you read where they said it's Phantom Menace, too much CGI. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe I'm feeling that that uh, that review more than the first one. <laughs> maybe for You're certain right parts. That. You're right about. That. So now the crews of the Nebuchadnezzar, Vigilant, and Logos help the Keymaker and Neo reach the source, not the magazine. The Logos crew must destroy a power plant, and the Vigilant crew must disable a backup power station to present a prevent a security system from being triggered allowing Neo to open the door to the source. Again, not the magazine. Haunted by a vision of Trinity's death, Neo asks her to remain on the Nebuchadnezzar. The logo succeeds while the Vigilant is destroyed by a Sentinel, with everyone aboard perishing. It means they died. Trinity replaces the Vigilant crew and completes their mission. However, Agent Thompson or corners her, and they fight. As Neo, Morpheus, and the Keymaker try to reach the source, again, not the magazine, the actual source. The Smiths ambush them. The Keymaker unlocks the door to the quote-unquote source, but the Smiths shoot him Not dead as he closes the door. <laughs> Not the magazine. So the, basically, we saw the meeting of where all of them get together and they talk about, this is what we gotta do. And they say, let's go fucking do it, because they believe in it enough. But uh, And we see a lot of that shit happen. But, but all of them are doing fine, except for that one. Uh, because those sentinels show up and they destroy the ship. And so what Neo didn't want to happen happens. Um, Trinity has to join into yep. the fight and go and disable that 
that substation. Got to make choices. But, you know, she she had to. And this, you know, there's not much to talk about here other than it's kind of sad that the key maker had to die because he's kind of a cool guy. Yeah, but it was his purpose. He did what he was supposed to do. And then also, too, if he hadn't died, what's he going to do at that point? He's yeah. in the source. What's, like what, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Is he going to tag along with them? I don't think so. Yeah, the key. Ma- I wonder if the keymaker program gets reintroduced every cycle. Probably. Yeah, because that's that's has to be the way it's done. Because there's no other way to go with it. I mean, that's how it is. But uh, but yeah, there's not much here. I mean, we can talk about the fighting in the hallway because that's pretty much the most of it was Neo saving Morpheus from being absorbed by Smith. Yeah. Um, and then flying him through a door, yeah. and then a bunch of exposition. Um, or montage of everyone doing their individual tasks. There's really not much here to talk about, but it's, it's not, I mean, you know, that I didn't mind this part of the movie. I didn't mind because it's like getting the band back together and going to do the thing. Um, at least we didn't have to see another fucking shot of Zion talking about stuff. I mean, there's that. I know <laughs> we're fucking or fucking or doomsday. Fucking. Oh man. Neo meets a program called the Architect, the creator of the Matrix, who explained that as the one, Neo is himself an intentional part of the design of the Matrix, which is now in its sixth iteration. Neo is meant to stop the Matrix Matrix's fatal system crash that naturally recurs due to the concept of human choice within it. As with the five previous one, Neo has a choice: either return to the source, not the magazine to reboot the Matrix and pick survivors to repopulate the soon-to-be-destroyed Zion, as his predecessors all did, or refuse, causing the Matrix to crash and killing everyone connected to it, which combined with the pending destruction of Zion would mean humanity's extinction. Extinction. Neon learns of Trinity's situation and chooses to save her instead of returning to the source, not the magazine, to which the architects responds dismissively. I just want to point out, you so called this him- is. You called him Neon that last time. Did I? Neon. Fucking Neon. <laughs> did I? Did I? Yeah. Hey, Neon. Hey, Neon. That's in my porn version oh, of The Matrix. Okay. Okay. The Matrix loaded. <laughs> oh. Um, so th- this is where we really learn this. I think this is where we should really talk about learning the story. Right? So what we've learned is that everything that's happened up until this point, pretty much, I think other than Agent Smith, was supposed to happen the way it did. Mm -hmm. So he gets to that point, and he makes a choice, and then most of the time, because humans believe in survival, overall concepts, they usually choose, pick the people, and go back to Zion and fuck. Yes, that's pretty much that's pretty much. So do you think the sick is so do you think Neo himself is special or is the does the Matrix make him special is do they put that in him? Or 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 do they or is the anomaly really an anomaly, meaning that they know there's this thing that comes along and they kind of timed it out. Somehow we harvest a guy who can do some weird shit and we're going to funnel him into these choices. Or is or do they create the anomaly, and then put, insert it into the matrix, like him, like insert him into the matrix, and then 
you know, funnel him towards his choices. That's what I want to know. I have no fucking clue. Honestly, it's a good question. Like, because as you're, like, because if it, when you find out this is the sixth time they've been through this story, like, what the fuck? So you're still like, when you're watching it, you're like, you still believe no, Neo. This is a different thing. Neo's different. He is the one. He's the sixth one, but he's still the one. See, that's what I don't know. Maybe all five of the other ones thought, "Hey, I'm the one," and my guy, not Morpheus, maybe Bilbo Baggins here says, "I am the one." And, you know, I'm going to save the uh, Zion. And he does save Zion, mm-hmm. you know, but he just doesn't save it the way they think. Right. So my thing is, is like, is Neon truly special? Neon. Fuck you, Michael. Is Neo, <laughs> is Mr. Anderson truly special? There you go. Um, <laughs> or is he created to be special? That's the question. Like, is it, was he a natural occurring special or was he like, Okay, we have this this egg here, and we know how to manipulate it to make him this anomaly, and we're going to insert him now into the matrix so that we can go through our next iteration, so that we, you know, cleanse the thing and and get rid of all the bullshit. The cookies—they're clearing their cookies, clearing the cookies, we're clear the cookies, wipe the hard drive, and then yeah, and and restarting, clear the cache. So, so yeah, yeah all that—that's what I don't understand. I don't even want to try and to understand that. If it's six. And if it's six deep, does does it ha- does it how many how many years are between each person? Can they have like a hundred years and then the person's born, or is it that person's lifetime is one iteration? So like Neo Neo's only thirty something years old. So is it only thirty something years old? The Matrix at that point, or is it? Well, oh, it's been two hundred years, and now we've finally decided we needed to put the anomaly in. So now we've put it in, and it's really been two hundred thirty years since the last iteration. Yeah, I don't know. Because then now that screws with my head too much because you go back to the first movie when they said what year it was. You know what I mean? It's like it hasn't been that long since the war started. Yeah. But then now you're that like. They, that they know of. That they know of. So then now you're like, well, shit. Maybe they don't know what year it is, really. 4022. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, the, the, the humans don't know what year it is. They built those ships thinking they built them in that year, but. That could have been the, the that was the fifth iteration or they're in the sixth iteration and who knows how many years but since the last one. But then it's also, like when the oh, hold on yeah now here's the other thing, it's all a program, it can run as fast as it wants. So maybe all this stuff is going on and it takes like ten minutes. <laughs> well, it's it, like it's holding the fast forward it's button that down fast. when you're watching a VHS tape and you're just <laughs> real quick. Maybe it well, really, that. you could find out. How, if we, I wonder, I didn't, maybe we should look this up. How long would it take 25 people if you took that many people uh, to populate back to 250,000 or more people? That's the question you got to ask yourself. Because well, Zion is over a quarter million people. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking. So, uh, a lot yeah. A lot of fucking. And a lot of incest. Um, yeah. Inbreeding. That too. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, they, they, the sixth iteration can't be the most intelligent one because you probably had a lot more diversity in that first one. And then, and then as you went along, only taking 25 people, you're like, uh, these people are getting pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then the, you're going to. That's Well, I don't know yeah. how that works because they're not made by people, right? The 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 machines cultivate them like harvest. So Right. Yeah. But you still have the same DNA mixing together. At that point, 
<sighs> and so, but here's the other thing I have: you are deluding yourself. Yes. So, you know, the problem being the choice, right? We know that. But but the other thing is, is Zion. Like they're coming to kill Zion. They do this every so often. Wouldn't the same holes they drilled before be there? No, it started so like, it's but the Earth open. doesn't reinsert the dirt. But they come back through. They gotta they, the same holes that were drilled down to Zion right. would still be there from the first five times. Okay, then maybe Zion's not real. That is a better answer because than anything how could it I've be heard. if the holes weren't still there? I don't know. Good question. You're That's probably what we're going to learn in number four. Yeah. <laughs> All oh, right. Um, um, is it? So yeah, it's number, your turn to I read, think, man. Go I ahead. think number four should just be a way to answer all the FAQs that you have about the first three. Yeah. That's what they should do with number what? four. I said, answer all the FAQs that come yeah. from the first couple. Yeah. This, right. is a, this is a, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So, uh, Trinity is shot as she and agent Thompson fall off a building. As we saw in the beginning of the movie, before she hits the ground, Neo catches her because he's doing a Superman shit again. He then removes the bullet from her heart and revives her. They return to the real world where Sentinels attack them. The Nebuchadnezzar is destroyed, but the crew escape. Neo displays a new ability to disable real world machines with his thoughts, but falls into a coma doing so. The crew are picked up by another ship, the Hammer. Hammer time. It's Captain Roland reveals the other ships were wiped out by the machines after something prematurely activated an EMP. EMPs, you know them, you love them. And that only one survivor was found, the Smith-possessed Bane. Anytime somebody's named Bane, you know it's I mean, bad news. Can't they just put two and two together here? There's one survivor, an EMP was launched. Uh, I mean, I I can't, you know, like what's the what's the odds? You know, well, what's what are the, the odds? odds? But this whole movie, this whole franchise, what are the odds <laughs> that's going to happen? I don't know. Let's do it again. And find out. True. Now, Neo, like you said, he chose obviously with his choice. He didn't choose to repopulate Zion. He goes after Trinity and he leaves out there like a bat out of hell. Did you see when he was flying, he had all those cars in the air behind him. Once again, something he can do. Right. Why doesn't he do it more often? (laughs) I got to tell you, I'm going to say it's funny. Like Um, on the highway. Could he have just, when when he took it, all that shit. I literally, when, when that was going on, I'm just like, wait a second. Because they already said before he's doing a Superman thing. I'm like, the way he's flying, I'm like, is he going to fly around the planet in reverse and turn back time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number two, baby. I'm watching that. I'm like, wait. Is that what he's... I, I'm like, seriously, like, what's what's going on here? I, you know, I love Superman. Those movies are great. Maybe someday we'll do the... But Superman, you know, once you get past the second one, the three and four are like hard to... You know, once you get the Richard Pryor one. The quest for peace. Yeah, yeah, those get those get rough. But the first two are yeah. really excellent movies. Um but what I don't understand why it's such a big deal for a guy who can stop bullets with his mind or whatever to catch her. Like yeah. I mean, he can fly really fast and he can stop bullets and shit. I'm surprised he couldn't catch her with his mind and you know, I, I mean, know. like this guy has abilities. I know, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's that's this. That's what the whole 
like I said before, so with the whole movie, it's like, okay, he can do certain things. Why doesn't he do them all the time or more of it? And it just goes, it goes back and forth so much that it's just like, wait a second, but you can do this. Yeah. And, and furthermore, and he didn't do this for the, the key master by the or key, a key maker. He, 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 turns into digital Jesus or whatever he is. Yeah. He reaches inside Trinity, pulls out a fucking bullet and then pumps her heart with his hand and gets her going. Didn't do that for anyone else. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, but he has that ability. Why doesn't he do it for anyone else? Maybe he didn't know he had that ability. Okay. Just that. Now he does. You're saying he's going to be running around sticking his hands in people. Sounds creepy, but, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, when, when they get done with all that and he gets back on the ship, um, he rocks Morpheus's world, man. He, and, and Morpheus doesn't, doesn't want to believe it. Cause you know, it's kind of, it's a fine line there. People who have such zealotry this, don't want their, their thing to be shattered. This is being five years old and told Santa is not real is what this is. But with, but like, with no, no other evidence. Exactly. No, no, you're wrong. No, it's not true. Take it back. That's what he said. You take that back, Neo. Yeah. Take it back. You take it back. Yeah, he, but he rocks his world, and you know that that really shakes Morpheus. However, you tell him this, you shake his world, you shatter his faith, you bring him down, and then what do you do next? You have to literally run from machines outside of there, and then Morpheus or, or Neo does mind magic. Which this is where I truly, at the end of this movie, is when I is why number three I don't remember as much because I didn't want to see it as much. Yeah, is because. I was out once he had magic outside the matrix. It made really? no fucking sense to me. I was like that. What are you fucking wizard? I mean, no, that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, that that's why I was kind of out. And what, once he does that though, then Morpheus has to be back in, but more for a paranormal reason than a ma- manipulation of the matrix reason, which made more sense. Well, but then, but then I think that just is like, you're the one I can't explain it. It, it I think it kind of goes along with Morpheus's whole thinking, his whole belief system. Like you're the one, whatever it is, you're going to be able to do it. Yeah. His faith is so pretty insane. We'll just say he had an adrenaline rush. How about that? Does that, does that work for you? Yeah. I don't, you don't have to try and square the circle <laughs> for me. I'm just saying that it's, it's, it, that's where I was out a little bit. Cause you know how I am just like the fate thing and serendipity. Yeah. Once we get into magical thinking, and things that aren't realistic or really could happen start happening. I know I should just take the ride, but when the wor- when the when they set the rules of the world for me, yeah. and then they change the rules, and all of a sudden it seemed like they were changing them for convenience than for story. Like they like it was like oh it's convenient because we want to make a third movie, and here's a reason because now yeah I get that magic outside the matrix, and that's what bothered me. I get it. That's what bothered me. Anyways. So that's the movie. Are you maybe, ready to? Maybe Neo is an EMP. <laughs> yeah. He's a walk- ready to explode. <laughs> right. Are you ready to do your six pack here? Let's do it. All right. Um, my first one is quite possibly my favorite line of the entire series. Cursing in French is like wiping your ass with silk. 
Oh yes, and then he then he cusses in French. That's so good. I love that line. It is awesome. That is. It makes you want to is. wipe your ass with silk. Because I was like, I've yeah, never it tried does. That before never tried that before. That sounds nice. I might have to go buy a yard of silk and wipe my ass I with it. I think I'm going to. Not might have to. I am going to. Because I be and I'm going to do right. it. I'm going to do it because I I don't speak French, so I want to know what it's like to curse in French, and that's close as I'll get is wiping my ass with silk. Wiping your ass. Yeah, there you go. Bridging your world, two worlds together there. Um, I got I got one for you. All right. Um, I have, you know, while I think some of the CGI can get a little ridiculous, I do like the where we get to see Neo go full fight Neo in the in the Smith fight um after he meets the Oracle, where he fights all of those guys. I think that's a pretty good action sequence when we come to action sequences i mean you get to see a lot of cool neo things like he does i mean he uses one it swings one of them around he swings a big thing he rips out the ground he does some crazy gymnastics um pretty good pretty good doing neo shit that's a good way of saying it that's a good way of saying it all right make out with me in front of your girlfriend that is some cold-blooded shit right there Oh yeah, it is good. That is cold. Man. Yeah, that was cold. Like <laughs> was seriously. Cold. It was cold. But um would you do that if uh, if of it meant the saving demands, the world? Of all the demands to make. Would like, you do that? Wow. If your wife was sitting there and a girl said you got to make out with me, look like her or the world will end. I would not. I would do it. <laughs> you would. It's called the trolley problem. You don't pick one person over millions. That's just how it works. And that's what that was in that movie. Remember, the Matrix right. also, people forget, it delivers yeah. philosophy to you. And that's a philosophical yes. Here's, exercise. Here, I'll tell you what I would do. I'd turn my head to my wife and be like, what should I do? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, my wife would say, you're going to do what you want anyways. You so just me. do it. You tell me what to do and I'll do it. The Keymaker. He's my one of my favorite characters. He's not in it that long, but I like how he's kind of pointless when it comes to the action sequences, except for when he needs to pull a key out. You know, then he can get you on a Ducati, or he can get you in a door. You know, he's kind of got his purpose, but but I like how he just has the one purpose and then he dies. So it's like I kind of like that. Yeah, served his purpose. Is that one of you? Served his purpose. He served his purpose. Porpoise. Are you speaking of porpoises? Did you hear that Winter the dolphin died from Dolphin Tail, the movie Dolphin Tail? I did not. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Anyways, are you ready for yours? I'm ready. Um, Morpheus with a katana blade. Enough said. Mm. Yeah, badass stuff. I like that part. I do too. And you know what? I'm going to hit mine right now because I think it kind of goes hand in hand with that. All right. The Rasta twins, because he kills him with that katana blade. <laughs> but we no, that, I think, know, you know, we think. I don't know. Watch the next one have them in it. The Rasta binos. Because, you know, like the Phantom Menace, that was probably the most interesting of characters in the movie next to the Merovingian. And they're all, I mean, are they all going to come back? Or is it going to be like, you know, the guy who they killed off in Phantom Menace at the end? The you know, the, the Darth Maul, you know, they get yeah. the best character in the movie. They kill it off at the yeah. end. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, 
whatever. Are you ready for generic? I got my generic, yes. <laughs> All right. Um. So this bugs me. Uh, there's a lot of things we can nitpick about that that bother us. We've talked about, but when they are going through the corridor with the keymaker before they go around to find Smith, like you have five minutes to get all the shit done. They're walking at a very gingerly pace when they're like, yeah, he's like, it's right up here. Like you guys want to like, at least, I mean, mall walkers go faster than you. (laughs) And you're just like casual sauntering. You have five minutes. (laughs) Casual saunter our way up there. So yeah, that's mine. (laughs) I like that. Oh, I've got you one. I got a couple actually I can give you here. Hold on. The first one I have is the Zion Rave. Doesn't age well. Yeah. Not at all. Kind of a so. kind of yeah, kind of a shitty concept, like, really. It's a little Lord of the Flies ish and you know. I I think it's derivative, yeah. I don't think it's anything original. It's not cool. Um, it really seemed like they had the music playing at the rave just so it would jazz up the sex scene between Neo and Trinity's, which was pointless too. So yeah, eh, wasn't that great. I've got one more. Um, give me one there. And the next thing I have is some poor CGI in the movie that when you watch it kind of dates it. It just, and back then it even did. Like I told you back then I watched it and was kind of a little disappointed with some of the fakiness of the CGI because yeah. uh, the texturing wasn't where it needed to be back then. I mean, it was good for the time, but right. just not good enough. If you can't do it well, don't do it. And I think it's one of those two. It's like, it might blow you away the first time you see it, but time catches up with it. And then also, you know, if you watch it again, you notice more of it. Yeah. So I get that. All right. So, I've got some facts. I don't have a lot. Um, I mean, I could go deep on this with a bunch of facts, but I just thought I'd get some interesting ones. Um, Around 97% of the material from the film sets were recycled after filming. For example, tons of wood were sent to Mexico to build low-income housing. So that's kind of cool. Now, the Wachowskis' contract for doing The Matrix Reloaded and the Matrix Revolutions included a stipulation that they wouldn't have to do any media interviews. So that's why they didn't talk to the media. Okay. <laughs> now here's one you'll like. When the Merovingian swears in French, he says, Nom de Dieu de Poutin, du bordel de la, du mer de Solpéry, de Cunard, d'Ensoulet, du tu mer. How did that um, I took French. App. If we have a French listener, if I sound all like I heard, fucking shit, let me know. All I heard was ball with the ball, but dang and dang. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a string of cursing strung together and means goddamn whore, filthy shit house jerk bugger of your mother. <laughs> <laughs> jerk bugger, jerk bugger uh, of your mother. I like that. All right, so um, the idea of all programs being born from the source, an entity of pure light, and returning there after their purpose is fulfilled, 
is a philosophy borrowed from the Hindu belief in Brahma, who in Hindu mythology is a god composed of pure life energy. This god created all things, and it's man's destiny to return to Brahmand after his or her destiny is fulfilled. So that's where they stole that from. Okay. Or borrowed. We won't say stole, right? Borrowed. You repurposed. All, all intentions of giving it back when they're done. They repurposed it. Are you ready to rate this movie? Let's rate it. So the original, it gave 18 cans. Enjoyable movie, story, everything. Um, this one, so this is, basically this is your middle section of the trilogy. Okay? This is also, like, there were things that I thought could have been better. I'm not even just talking about effects or anything, but like what I even said with Morpheus, with his character, like it took a turn for me from the first one that I would like him to be more, more powerful and influential than he is at this point. Um, and a lot, you could tell it's just like, it's, it's like, here's the story because we had to do a sequel, you know? So we have to come up with something yep. kind of thing. Um, so for that, it was enjoyable. Not as good as the first. Um, so I'll give it 15 cans. All right, I get you. Um, I can see that. For me, obviously you and I both, this is not as good as the first one. Right. It's it's an obvious transition movie to move the story. So they created the story, and this particular movie was created just to get from here to there so that they could show us an ending. Um, it has some great action, but it, you know, as a movie, it's a great action movie, but it does shed light on the whole story. So that's good. In some ways it's anticlimactic, you know, learning how the architect works and what happens. So you kind of get, you know, it kind of knocks you down a little bit. It's almost like, you know, when you watch a movie, the, the, the hero heroine or hero, they get to this point where they're almost down to their lowest low. And but then you get that thing that lets them come back up, and then you're and you're in a good place. This movie never does that; it goes down and stays down here at the end. Yeah. So we don't get to we don't get that. So it's anticlimactic in that way. Um, but the mystery kept us hooked, and learning the whole one thing is a planned anomaly. It kind of brings us down. Like I said, it's it's. I think it's still a good movie, despite having some flaws, and because of this. I'm going to give it 17.25 cans. Okay. So we are at 16.125. All right. And what's right below it? Right below it. Let's see. 16.125. Carry the one. Let's see. We got anything that close? You got to do this. I, you already know what I'm going to ask you. I don't fucking care, though. It's you, you see, guys, th- Here, this is why 16. it's hard to find a good host. Here you go. Don't I know it. Can't hardly wait is sixteen point two five. There you go. Oh, it's it's tied with can't hardly wait. Which one would no. you rather go watch again right now no, if you can't had to hardly, pick? Can't hardly wait is above this. It's sixteen point two five. This is sixteen point one two five. And would you rather go watch can't hardly wait right now over this yeah. one? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> there we go. Although I probably didn't rate car, can't hardly wait that. High. What did I rate it at? Can't hardly wait. Can't really wait. Uh, you gave that 12.5. No, I wouldn't rather go see that. <laughs> I gave it Oh my I god, gave it a low score. So you're like, I'd rather watch Cat. No right oh, wait, would I rate it? Okay, then never mind. 
No, no, listen to it this way. This movie is a better movie than that. Overall, it is. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Titanic, right? It's a better movie than this. It's a better movie than Can't Hardly Wait. But do I want to watch it ever? No. There you go. Think of it that way. This is like. I yeah, can objectively for, know what's a better movie. For me, like, obviously, like, I'll just say this is the, the one I'd want to watch the least of the three of the. Yeah. So, you know. I would agree. I would and agree. I feel like the more times I would watch it, the more it things I would pick out that I'm like, eh. Because then you start looking. You're at right. Them. I think th- if we watch this again, our score goes down again. Yeah. You start looking at stuff. Um, unfortunately, that's probably the truth. Um, so there you go. Yeah. All right. So what else do you have to tell everybody, man? What else you got to say? Oh, thank you for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check us out. Go to the website, leave some comments, let us know any films you would like us to take a peek at and maybe review. We'd be happy to do so and order some stuff because we got some swag out there. Yeah, I might make make some Christmas swag, so keep an eye out. Um, It'll probably be up there in time. I don't know. I'm talking. When's this episode come out? See, that's the problem. I'm not good with the. We got to know when we're when we're telling them this. Because um, this the 17th, eh, yeah, it'll be out there by now. So, yeah, it will already have been up there. So look for it. Enjoy it. Anything else? Take the Dayquil. Take the, <laughs> take the blue pill, because then you can just go back to the happiness of living in a world that you understand. There you go.